Okay, guys. <clears throat> Welcome to the Week 2 Workshop and Podcast. Let me tell you, it has been a nightmare getting this thing recorded. We had those technical issues on Saturday. Uh, the last couple days, I've tried to record it as well, and I've gotten about, well, most of the way through, talking about 15, 16 minutes, and the recording has gone out on me. So, <laughs> this is about the fourth or fifth time I'm going through this presentation, but I didn't want to give up. I wanted to make sure that you guys got this information, even if it is a little bit late, so please forgive me on that front, but I feel like what we have to talk about is very important today. Nutrition being the backbone of all of our goals, our health goals, okay? So before we dive into that, I want to talk about last week. Last week, you made... Uh, five goals for your life. They could be about anything. They could be health related, but they could also be, you know, just normal life goals, you know, maybe job related or whatever. <clears throat> and then you were supposed to make uh, five, <clears throat> excuse me, let me take a drink of water. There we go. <clears throat> okay, then you're supposed to make one actionable item for each goal that you made. So, those actionable items, they didn't have to be implemented right away, but they were supposed to be items that you could implement right away with 100% success, okay? That is going to be the theme of this entire challenge, guys. I am not here in this challenge to tell you exactly what to do, okay? I'm not here to, to just give you some fish, right? I'm trying to teach you how to fish so you can create goals and create actionable steps to reach those goals with any in any area of your life okay so this week is much the same if you read the email I sent out either Friday or Saturday about this week you're supposed to be making a goal for your nutrition and then making an actionable item that you can start implementing right away uh, that'll move you towards that goal so just an example the one I used in the email was let's say that your goal is you want to eat you know five servings of vegetables fruit and vegetables a day Okay, let's say that's the goal. Well, if you're eating zero fruits and vegetables right now, you're not going to jump all the way to five. So the action, actionable item is going to be something like, okay, every day I'm going to eat one fruit or vegetable. Okay, and whatever that actionable item is, again, it needs to be specific to you and you need to be 100% confident that you can have success with that with no doubts. Okay, that's what we're looking for. So that's what you should be doing this week. If you haven't started yet, that's okay. You can start right now. You can make your goal. You can make your actionable item. And you can carry that through not only the rest of the challenge, but on to the rest of your life as well. <clears throat> so with that being said, we're going to move on. And we're going to get into this workshop about nutrition. This is going to give you a general overview of nutrition, why it's important, you know, what calories are, how we can control calories for what our goals may be, weight loss or weight gain, okay? So let's jump into this, guys. Okay, so nutrition, as I said earlier, it is the backbone of all of your goals that you're trying to reach when we're talking about your health. And that's not just physical health, that's mental health, emotional health. Food plays such an important role in our lives because it's it's a constant right we're always having to eat if we don't eat eventually we will die okay so it is a part of our life whether we like it or not okay it is the primary driver 
of weight loss and weight gain. Specifically, we're talking about calories, which I will get into in the next slide. But we need to understand that what we put in our body matters. If we're looking to lose weight, which most people are who are doing health challenges and working out, they wanna look better naked, right? We all do. If that is you, which it probably is, then you need to understand that what you're putting in your body is affecting that weight loss, okay? That being said, for some of you out there who may be very thin, very lean, hey, you may have some of the same confidence or body issues that someone who's overweight has, and maybe you're looking to gain a little weight, or maybe you're looking to gain muscle, okay? No matter what, nutrition is going to be the cornerstone, the backbone of that success or failure, okay? Nutrition plays a key role in overall health, okay? As you get older, you kind of have the, uh, yeah, I'm 36. You're not really able to eat the same stuff you could eat when you were 18, right? It affects you more. It affects not only the way you feel after you eat it, but it can give you brain fog, right? It can affect your, your mental state, right? You can feel depressed or angry or whatever, depending on what you eat. That's going to really affect your overall health. When we talk about wellness, right? We're not just talking about physical wellness. We're talking about all aspects of your wellness and nutrition is going to affect that whether we like it or not. Also, nutrition is important because it's often considered the difficult part of living a healthy lifestyle. We've all seen the memes where it's like the easy part of being healthy and it shows a picture of a gym. And then it says the hard part of being healthy and it shows, you know, a salad or something. So that is very true. And the unfortunate reality is that not only is it the most difficult part of living a healthy lifestyle, but it is also, as we said, the most important part of living a healthy lifestyle. The often quoted statistic, whether it's real or anecdotal, is that nutrition is going to de you know, determine 80% of your success. Okay, You cannot outwork a bad diet. You can't outwork eating like Snickers all day, even though they are delicious, right? So we have to understand that that nutrition is gonna be the biggest factor. 80% of our success is gonna be based on it. Okay, and then lastly, it does have a long, it has long lasting effects on health and longevity. I always say that I would like to live to be 75 and be mobile and be able to do all the things I wanna do and die at 75 than to live until 95, but spend the last two or three decades of my life confined to a wheelchair or a bed or some kind of home, right? The good news is, is that by living a healthy lifestyle, by getting our nutrition in check and doing what we need to do, not only will we have that quality of life until the day we die, or we're more likely to at least, but we're also going to have a longer life as well so we can get both the quality and the quantity of life if we take the steps now to build the habits that are going to last us a lifetime so <clears throat> moving on we're going to talk about everyone's favorite topic which is calories okay calories for some of you this may be bringing up uh, ptsd of dieting for years on end and having to worry about calories look here's the deal calories are important 
okay? For most people, under most circumstances, calories or energy balance determine if your body will gain or lose weight. So what I mean by most people under most circumstances is that there may be some outliers, people who have severe hormone issues, thyroid problems, okay? There are other aspects of weight loss that go beyond simply, uh, or I should say don't go beyond calories, but they make it more difficult to lose weight, even if you think you are eating low in calories. For example, someone who has hypothyroidism, meaning that their thyroid is not producing enough of the hormone that the thyroid produces, they may have a slower metabolism. Okay, Other diseases like Hashimoto's, which is another thyroid uh, disease, these things can make it much harder to lose weight because your metabolism is so slow. That being said, it's still based on how many calories you intake. It's just that people with these issues, they may find that they have to eat a drastically low amount of calories to actually have success with weight loss, okay? So unfortunately, those circumstances may require a different focus or you may need additional help from doctors, dietitians, things like that, okay? As far as what energy balance is, let's talk about that real quick. Energy balance, as you consume calories, you're putting energy into your body. That's really what a calorie is. It's a measure of heat, right? So when we're moving, we get hot, we are literally burning those calories for energy. Okay, if we put more energy into our body than what we use, then that extra energy is going to be stored for a future time. That's where body fat comes from is that we've eaten too many calories, we have not expended them appropriately, and our body says, hey, we're gonna take this pizza and we're gonna throw it into our fat to use for later, okay? A lot of us, unfortunately, never get to using that pizza later because we put more pizza in it the next day, right? That being said, so if we, if we take in that energy through calories and we end up expending more of it through exercise or metabolism or whatever the case is, then we will lose weight, okay? Now, the the truth about this, right? There's a lot of unfortunate truths when it comes to these things, right? And, and unfortunately, life just isn't fair because calorie needs are gonna vary from person to person, okay? They can be influenced by your age, your sex, your base metabolism, your activity level, and basically every other variable that you can imagine is going to affect uh, how what your calorie needs are, okay? Even from day to day, you may find that one day, let's say you burn 3,000 calories because you were a little more active. Well, the next day you take a rest day and you only burn 2,000 calories. Well, that could be a whole thousand calorie difference just because we were a lot more active that first day. So what we need to do is try to find where a good calorie goal is for us and to use that to manipulate a a deficit or a calorie surplus to meet whatever goals we want whether those are uh, to gain weight or to lose weight okay and this next piece of information goes along with that and really can influence or help us understand how much we need to be eating above or below that maintenance level. And that is that there is approximately 3,500 calories 
in one pound of body fat. So what does that mean? Let's take our example from earlier, okay? Let's say that your maintenance calories are 2,500 calories a day, which is a pretty good amount, okay? 2,500 calories. If you wanted to lose a pound a week, then you would need to eat approximately 2,000 calories per day, okay? Now, we already said that there's going to be some variation from day to day. Well, we can't exactly uh, predict that, so... What we do instead is we take every week, we weigh ourselves, we track our progress, and we make small adjustments as necessary. So you may be asking, well, how do I get a baseline? Where do I start from? How do I jump in right now and, and get after it? Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you. And what I'm not going to do is give you some some long drawn out formula. I'm not gonna throw just a bunch of information at you. I wanna keep this as simple as possible because I believe and I know that the simplest, most straightforward approach is going to be the best approach 99% of the time, okay? So here's what we're looking at, guys. Losing and gaining weight. For most of you, we're probably looking at losing weight, which is fine. What you wanna do, is multiply your goal weight by 12. And that is gonna be your daily goal for calories. So just as an example, if you weigh 150 pounds, you multiply that by 12, or rather your goal is 150 pounds, sorry. You multiply that by 12, you're gonna get 1800 calories per day. Okay, that is your calorie intake that you wanna hit. Along with that, you wanna make sure that you're eating 0.8 to one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Now, this is very important because we want to make sure our protein intake is high enough to support uh, muscle retention, which is going to be very important as we're losing weight. We don't wanna lose muscle, we wanna lose fat, which those are very different things, right? If you lose a bunch of muscle, you're gonna look like, like a deflated balloon, right? If you lose fat but keep your muscle, you're gonna look like a, ta a jacked and tan balloon, right? We wanna be the jacked and tan balloon that's full of rock hard muscle, right? And another way, or another thing that's gonna help us with that is aiming to lose no more than 1% of your body weight per week. That is going to mitigate a lot of muscle loss. And, it's, and the thing we need to remember is that slow and steady is gonna win the race on this. You can lose 2 3% of your body weight a week maybe if you're doing an extreme diet. The question I have to ask you is, can you maintain an extreme diet the rest of your life? And the answer is invariably no. I don't care how confident you are, how motivated you are, you cannot consistently maintain an extreme amount of weight loss per week. Just look at the people on Biggest Loser, okay? These people are 24-7, for however long they're on the show, working out, hardly eating anything, losing tens of, of pounds a week, <clears throat> which sounds great. But they go back and they interview these people after the fact, years after the show, and they've all gained this weight back because the approach they were taking was not sustainable. Okay, That's one of my biggest criticisms of that show is that not only does it fail to help the people who are on the show, but it gives the, the people who are watching an unrealistic expectation of what 
weight loss looks like. <clears throat> okay, so what that means, just real quick math so you can understand. Back to the 150 pound person, okay? That person should be losing no more than one and a half pounds per week. And I mean no more, right? That is the, the top range. If you're losing like 0.7%, that's okay. I don't want you to lose more than 1%. And the biggest thing that goes along with that, guys, is that to know how much we're losing, we have to monitor our progress, okay? We cannot attach emotions to the scale, okay? We cannot attach emotions to the results we have from week to week because we cannot control the results. We can only control the consistency at which we are putting in our effort, okay? But we need some data in the form of results to know if we need to change something. And we're gonna do that through weighing ourselves, okay? Through body measurements, through the way your clothing fits, to your mental state, your relationship with food, okay? There are all kinds of ways, diverse ways and means by which we can monitor our progress and see that we are improving, okay? So don't discount those things. Even if nothing else changes physically, but mentally you're like, man, I feel a lot better this week. I feel like my relationship with food is improving. Then that is a huge win. And that is something that you can celebrate and you can take with you to the next week and take that momentum from that win and keep moving forward. Now, if you see that you didn't lose as much as you, as you should have, you can make some adjustments, right? We can knock off 50 or 100 calories per day just to give us a little bump. But never discount those wins, even the ones that are not physical. We call them non-scale victories, okay? Any victory that is not related to the number on the scale, okay? So next, for those of you looking to gain weight, look, it's basically the same concept, except we're gonna multiply your current weight your current weight by 17. And that is gonna be a baseline calorie surplus for us to start out at. So if you're that 150 pound individual, you're looking to gain weight, obviously we're trying to gain muscle for the most part, then you're gonna be eating about 2,550 calories per day. Okay, that's a big swing. That's you know 750 calories more than losing weight, but that's gonna give us a moderate calorie surplus so that we are going to be gaining muscle, but not gaining weight so fast that a lot of it goes to fat. Because remember, if we eat too much, a lot of that's gonna be thrown into our fat stores. When we get into physical activity and exercise next week, we're gonna talk about the importance of why you should be strength training while losing weight and gaining weight and how that's gonna affect your muscle mass, okay? But for now, just understand, we want a moderate surplus so as not to have too many calories going towards our fat stores. For protein, similarly, but a little higher, okay, we're trying to eat 1.5 grams of protein per pound of body weight. This is gonna maximize your muscle growth. It's gonna give your body plenty of protein to, to build new muscle, to repair muscle as you're breaking it down through exercise, and it's gonna give you the best chance for success when we're talking about building lean mass, which is what we want. And also, uh, the same as losing weight, we want to gain no more than 1% of your body weight per week. And that is going to limit fat gain. 
So same thing, 150 50 pound person should be gaining no more than 1.5 pounds per week. And again, we monitor progress the same way, except in this case, we can definitely monitor through strength because you may get stronger, but you may not add a bunch of weight. But strength gains, weight, body measurements, clothing fit, mental state, etc. Okay, all the same progress, uh, progress indicators apply to gaining weight as well. Okay, this is a simple broken down method to gaining and losing weight. Are there more specifics that we could get into? Of course. But if you can follow these, if you can do simple multiplication on your phone, right, because we all have our phones with us, then you can find out where your calories should be per day. You should know how much protein you need, okay, and you should be able to monitor that progress starting now to know if that calories per day is going to work for you or if you need to lower it or raise it or whatever the case is to maintain that 1% loss or gain per week. Okay. So how to track your intake. There are a lot of ways to track your intake, but here's a few. Okay. The thing to remember with this, as always, is that everyone is a little bit different. Okay. Everyone's going to track their, their food differently. Some people don't like to track and they like to eat intuitively. There's tons of different ways, okay? If you're trying to be as accurate and specific as possible, then I like to weigh, measure, and record your food through some kind of nutrition tracker like MyFitnessPal or the Carbon Diet app, which is a newer one. Um, these, these resources are are free for the most part. Uh, Carbon is not free, but MyFitnessPal is free, and they have basically every food you can imagine on them. So anything that you eat, if it's not in there, you can add it manually. It's all in there, okay? This is gonna be the best for people who are really picky about making sure they hit their stuff exactly. It is not going to be great for someone who gets too neurotic about tracking things, who feels anxiety when they have to track stuff, okay? So if that's you, you're not gonna do that. But if you're looking for the most accurate way, then weighing, measuring, and recording is the way to go, okay? Next on the list, intuitive eating. So what intuitive eating is, is it's listening to your body more. So if you feel hungry, then you eat, right? If you feel like you need, man, you know, I haven't eaten a lot of vegetables in a while, then you eat some more vegetables. The idea behind this is trying to be more in tune with your body and eat intuitively rather than based off the numbers in your, in your fitness tracker, right? Or your, your uh, food tracker, right? This is a little more, it's an advanced way of eating and if you're not comfortable or if you're not sure what a serving size looks like, for example, a cup of oatmeal, just an example. If you don't know what a cup of oatmeal looks like, then I would not advise going to intuitive eating. To me, this is a more advanced option to where you've been tracking for a while, you know what serving sizes look like, and you're prepared to move on to that next level of, hey, I don't want to track the rest of my life. I want to be able to eat what feels good in the moment and you can monitor your your intake that way okay next a good way to do things that's going to be similar to intuitive eating but maybe a little more 
not restrictive, but just uh, more structured, is setting rules for yourselves, like never eating seconds or eat protein with every meal and have these little rules in your mind where you don't break them, right? So if you go out, for example, to, it's like a wedding or something. You go to a wedding, they have some kind of buffet, you go up there, you get one plate of food, and that's all you get. So everything that you wanna eat has to fit on that one plate and you cannot go up for another plate. It's a great way to monitor the intake that way. Eating protein with every meal is very important because uh, protein is satiating, meaning that you will want to eat less because it is much more uh, nutrient dense, okay? The protein helps your body to feel like it's full, very important. You can do things like drink a glass of water before every meal, okay? And that way we are filling up our stomachs so we don't have as much room to shove a bunch of food in our face, okay? Lastly, just another one, meal prepping, avoiding eating out. You know, this is kind of a no-brainer. If you go out to a fast food place, you can easily eat 1,500 calories in one sitting, okay? For a lot of us, that's gonna be more than half our daily allowance. So we want to avoid that when we can by meal prepping, by being prepared, bringing food with us to work or to school or wherever we are, and then eating that instead of some of the other options that we might find. And then lastly, guys, just some final thoughts, okay? Um, when we're talking about mindset with nutrition, that is a huge part of your success, okay? You have to get out of the idea of good foods or bad foods, okay? There are more nutritious foods and there are less nutritious foods, okay? A Snickers, to bring us back full circle at this point, a Snickers, many would consider is a bad food, okay? No, it's not a bad food. It just has less nutrients in it than, say, broccoli, okay? It doesn't make it bad. It's just a choice that you make, okay? And if eating a Snickers is going to help you stay compliant and consistent, then that is worth it to eat for you, right? The same way that, like, well, yeah, if we ate only, quote, good foods all the time, well, how long could you do that and not have that Snickers? And if you viewed that Snickers as a bad food and you ate it, would that completely derail you for the day? You'd eat a whole Little Caesars pizza, you'd eat two crumble cookies and a milkshake, feel completely bloated the next day because you restricted yourself and you turned that Snickers into something bad, okay? It is not something bad. If you can fit that into your goals, then have the Snickers. If you can have one crumble cookie a week, which is what I do, then have that one crumble cookie a week. It will maintain your sanity, I promise you, okay? Unless you feel that you can go the rest of your life not eating what you deem bad foods, which could be anything, right? It could be the crumble cookie, the Snickers, the milkshake, the pizza, whatever. Unless you think you can go your whole life without eating that again, then you need to fit it in somewhere, okay? It is going to improve your relationship with food. It is going to improve your mental state, which is all very important for success, okay? Next, losing and gaining weight should be done slowly and sustainably. At the end of the day, when you look how you want to look, you're not gonna be thinking, wow, I wish I you know, got here sooner. No, you're gonna be so happy that you, you reached your goal that 
you're just going to be like, this is awesome, right? Sure, you might say it would have been nice had I started sooner, but at the end of the day, guys, I promise you're just going to feel happy that you reached your goal, that you feel and look better, and you're not even going to be concerned about how you lost 1% of body weight per week rather than three, okay? Next, love the process, okay? This is something I harped on for the growth mindset, okay? The goal, the goal should not be the end result. The goal is the journey itself. And when you understand that more and you start loving the daily kind of grind that you go through, the more successful you're gonna be in the long run, okay? Improving your relationship with food, we talked about that, okay? Give yourself that treat every now and then. Don't consider it a bad food. Just work it in, okay? Understand that these foods will not hurt you. Sugar is not going to hurt you. Well, unless you're diabetic. <laughs> uh, fat is not going to hurt you. Um, none of these things are going to hurt you. They are just food. And you, can, you have the power to make a choice that is a nutritious food. And you have a power to make the choice that's a less nutritious food. They all have a place in our diet okay and lastly i cannot stress this enough be patient with and love yourself stop beating yourself up stop feeling guilty stop with all this this negative self-talk garbage that we do on a daily basis when the scale doesn't say what we want to when we don't feel the way we want to whatever get over it love yourself how would you talk to your best friend if they were in the same position. Would you tell them that they're fat and worthless? Okay, no you wouldn't. You would encourage them, you would be empathetic, and you would show your love to them because you care about them. Then how much more, guys, should you be caring about yourself, showing love to yourself? Okay, I realize that it is not easy, okay? That it is not easy to have success with nutrition. I have struggled with it myself, but remember, everything that we do is just adding more drops into that bucket where we're eventually going to fill it up and see our goals realized. So good luck, believe in yourself, and just don't give up. And thank you guys so much for being a part of this and for, for tuning in. I hope you guys have a, a great rest of the week. Again, thank you so much for your patience with getting this out late. Um, we're gonna have a great week. Next week, we're gonna be talking about exercise and it's gonna be awesome. And uh, you guys are just doing great. I'm so proud of all of you. Let's just keep having a great time. All right, see you later.